I was just uh, sorry. I saw that clip of Die Hard. I need to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure you're muted wherever too. No, no. It's, uh, yeah, I'm muted. It's just okay. I just you know when he calls Hans and like booby, you know, like. <laughs> you think Hans would have considered it? I just. He got away with that gold. He got away with it. He did. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's do it. You ask for a miracle, Theo. <laughs> I give you the F B I. That's my hunch. <laughs> That's oh, there you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pended. Rest in peace. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's do it. In this episode of Full Nerd, Ryzen 7 5800X3D review and RDNA 2 and what it can do for you. Yeah, it does rhyme. It is good. Mm-hmm. See? Oh, what number is this? 213. Welcome to episode 213 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkis. Hello, Internet. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, it's true. I'm here. Uh, if I can switch to me. This is the first time I'm officially using these new verticals and horizontals, Gordon. Really? I thought you uh, were running that already. Well, but we, we did the pre-recorded episode, but we haven't oh. done the, a full live stream episode on the new verticals and horizontals because uh, the last couple were at home. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. Hopefully, hopefully it's working. Uh, I'll tell you what. This is overkill. The system's overkill. <laughs> Actually, you know that that twenty seventy super that I originally put in there, yeah, wasn't overkill enough. Huh. Interesting, <laughs> uh, especially when I tried to do some tests at four K. Uh, I was like, oh, you know, like um, I I I can stick something else in here. So actually, I switched out to a EVGA GeForce RTX thirty eighty FTW three in here. So I've got a fifty nine fifty X, a thirty eighty. Uh, unfortunately, it's only the ten gig, but I, I think for streaming, it sh- it should be fine. Uh, yeah but yeah so so yeah n- now it's overkill now i feel like it's in a spot as long as it's, it's working well uh that you know i don't have to touch it for five plus years uh which is the goal so right so you, and and for people who don't know you were using a six or eight core, uh, eight f- core. 58 because remember it's it was a, a, it was a 59 60x okay mm-hmm. and so i was... jumped down to a 59 50x so i actually went down Right, so in you, numbers. Yeah, this, but then I for card in there, I had a, a GTX 1070 for a long time, and then I was rocking a 1080 Ti for a little bit too. But yeah, so so you're it's a actually, big upgrade then. Yeah, yeah, it's a big upgrade because you're going obviously, you know, Ryzen Five. This is like this show is not brought to you by AMD, even though we're talking a lot about AMD here. But um, it was you went to a 16 core uh, Ryzen 5000. That's a big, huge boost over you know very old Broadwell part. Or, uh, but you are actually seeing a, an uplift in in encode real time encode going from a twenty seventy super to a thirty eighty. Yeah, I mean because it's it's using CUDA, it's not just the the encoder. So yeah, or at least here in Livestream Studio, which is the 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 application that that we stream out with, uses CUDA. So yeah, it was one of those things where I did some four K tests after i built it and for that 2070 super it was like it was hitting like close to 90 percent utilization i was like eh, i don't really want to 
you know, be sitting at 90% if there's a, some sort of spike or if I, if I do something more so, or if I have like extra layers or extra coding it needs to happen, I, I want overhead. So then I threw in the, the 3080 and right now I'm, I'm, well, we're not streaming out at, at 4k, but right now I'm at about 15% utilization. Wow. So. <laughs> uh, but I'm not at 4k. I, when I did the 4k test, I was thinking I was, I was about like 40% utilization. So that would actually be very interesting to test because, you know, I think most people would assume that live stream would just sort of sit on the nvidia nv encoder but you're saying there's cuda the impact yes. from cuda cuda yeah but i mean going from 2000 to 3000 you got the newer encode engine plus you got you know improved cuda performance well and on yep. the cpu side so the, that 5960x used to <laughs> at, even at 1080p i was sitting usually somewhere around 30 to 40 percent all cores right now it's like seven percent <laughs> So, wow! Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I, that I will say that is a that to me is a is a big shocker because if you do like straight up encodes, yeah, it's better with the the three thousand parts, but it's not like that better, much better. So, well, and once again, this is in live stream studio. You know, like right. uh, not a lot of like I, I for our needs, live stream studio works well. OBS, I you know, like I need to try it over in OBS. I, I'm sure the mix will be different, but it's just the way live stream right. handles everything. So you know, but I mean that to uh, me that's still, uh, and that's a, I mean I you can't dismiss it because that is a real world impact of what you're doing. And live stream is not free. Obviously, it's a pretty expensive streaming package versus OBS. But mm-hmm. but that that to me is like pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean so far so good. You know, and for those who watch the actual build, uh, some of the people remembering you know i was like ooh, they don't they don't have official amd support you know but like they were like yeah sure you, you can do it it's just we we only validate on intel systems so you know i was a little weary but i, I did buy a 12th gen because i bought the 5950x uh and the uh, 12th gen 12900k at the same time and i was like okay i'm gonna put one of these in here but also live stream studio doesn't have windows 11 support so i was like you know what let's just let's just go with the amd i'm i'm, I'm willing to to take that gamble because i feel like it's less of a gamble than trying to do 12th gen with 11. windows windows 11 so yeah. yeah yeah that's valid it'll take a while for them to work out their validation for that so yeah so uh but yeah. a lot of people frankly i mean this i don't think i know a lot of people really love amd especially if you're an enthusiast but um there's still a lot of people you know you don't lose when you buy intel because it's been rock solid for such a long time that i i talked to a lot of people they waited for 12th gen because it was you know a really good part to buy and it's got intel reliability right so that 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 has that value is is something there but you're obviously doing great with your yeah well and then on the other end of it too we i use black magic uh capture cards which uh there was definitely people that were like oh hey uh uh threadripper like it's having problems with these capture cards as well so like yeah that was just kind of another wrinkle in it because i know some people were like oh why don't you just go threadripper but i mean this 5950x i think is going to be yeah it's overkill sounds like it (laughs) just fine just fine Anyway, that that's the verticals and horizontals where we're at. Hopefully, everything looks good, sounds good, uh, and I don't break anything. Uh, so, but uh, speaking of breaking something, you didn't break your back to get out this review. No, the- well, <laughs> I didn't break my back. You know, two weeks prior, but this last six days has been a lot of work to get everything done. Yeah, and it's somewhat abbreviated. And uh, well, j- j- just to back up and review, review real quick, why why didn't you get a fifty 58- eight? 
5800X3D review out at Embargo? Again, I you know I decided to actually go on vacation. Um, it's been a hard couple of years. I mean, not because of world events also, but everybody, all of the hardware companies have been trying to break all the reviewers by their schedules because when there's competition, you make new things to get in front of people. So that's been tough. So I took some time off and uh, we went on a nice vacation. Obviously we missed sort of the first round of all the launches. You know, uh, there's plenty of stuff out there, you know, gamers Nexus. Paul, in fact, posted his a little late too, because he had some stuff break Paul over Paul's hardware. Great review. There's plenty of good reviews out there. Uh, Paul Alcorn over at Tom's Hardware. I encourage you to, to read those. I know everybody knows the story on 5800X3D already, um, but it is good to test it ourselves so at least we can say without just sort of only looking at external results. And it For doesn't sure, yeah. change too much. Although our – so because we are a week late, we decided to do it a little differently because a lot of people very much looked at 5800X3D, a part in a vacuum versus all other parts in a vacuum. We decided let's take this opportunity um, to look at 5800X3D from really what the main appeal of it is, is uh, as an upgrade CPU. If you have a socket AM4 board, is it worth it to upgrade You know my X uh, AMD CPU? So we basically compared the 5800X3D to the original Ryzen 7 1800X, the Ryzen 7 3800X, and the Ryzen 7 5800X. So those are the four uh, top-of-the-line eight-core chips. There is one we didn't include, which is the uh, 3800XT, but that was you know a fairly minor clock bump. Uh, you could expect that you know, five, six, seven percent over the uh, numbers you're going to see for the 3800X. And we did not include the second gen 2000 series because uh, people may not remember this, but AMD never came out with a Ryzen 7 2800X. A lot of people expected AMD to do it, but for some reason they went to 2700X and went no further. Uh, And I don't know whether that's because Intel had come out with 9900KS at that point. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, who knows? But it doesn't feel like <laughs> it's well, interesting. They went with twenty seven hundred X that generation, and this one until now it was only fifty eight hundred X up until the very end of it. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, also, I'll note we we did have a, a a little bit of a not a a scramble to find like, hey, do we have a board <laughs> that has support for uh yeah you know a, a, I'm sorry a, a three seventy board that has support for the, the, the newest BIOS. So luckily we did. We did. Yeah, and I think sort of it speaks to really, you know, the magic of AM4. Well, the reason why people love AM4 has been the upgradability. Uh, you know, because you could... you So if you were to want... If you were to really do a review of a 5800X3D, sort of in its best possible circumstance, you would take a, a brand new X570 board... You know, and you know, go to it with the latest and greatest and everything. Uh, but I decided to <laughs> use an X370 board uh, for this review. In fact, the crazy thing is, I'm this is the actual original X370 board we use for the Ryzen 7 5800X review, uh, 1800X review in 2017. So basically, remember before AMD was just kind of like, still feeling those fx parts sorry fx people but those things were dogs they weren't great kb lake had come out the next month later 
uh, AMD release, you know, Ryzen, its first Ryzen parts. Uh, I tested everything, the original 1800X in an X370 and Asus Crosshair 6. For some reason, I call it a 6 Hero. And the box I have in the lab says Hero, but the board is a, an extreme. So obviously, I must have I must have biffed the number. Must have biffed the name on it from the original review, but I took that eighteen hundred X and I tested all the applications and all the games you're about to see, uh, and then I removed it, put in the fifty eight hundred X three D, and then I put in the thirty eight hundred X and the fifty eight hundred X. So all these were run on the original launch motherboard for the Ryzen seven eighteen hundred X, which to me that, that is says insane, something. right? Yeah. <laughs> like 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 Dusty. We we kinda had to like blow some to Yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> actually it was sitting in a build that Elena did. Uh, if yeah. anyone remembers Elena's Vegas build, live build that we did years ago. We we Elena was like, Oh yeah, I've got the eighteen hundred X in there, so yeah, we had to crack it open. Yeah and the and the BIOS from it was like it was from it was from four years ago. It was from twenty eighteen. She must have updated it around the time of the build. But it just it's insane in modern desktop PCs, especially if you're used to Intel's you know approach you know two gens and and throw it away um, to be able to to do that testing on the original X three seventy board to today with AMD's you know arguably most advanced CPU now. So that's yeah. that's how we did it. And what I think is it really. And it's really the actual secret is so Brad runs an eighteen hundred X. I do. What we're really doing is we 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 did an entire review for just Brad. to convince Brad <laughs> it's time to upgrade his original Ryzen seven eighteen hundred X. And I deeply appreciate y'all for it. <laughs> this is going to directly influence my purchase decisions. That's that's what happens when bosses, you know, get to yeah, get to he's like, hey, house, right? Review this. Um, that seems crazy and abuse of power. No, no, I, I there's a lot of people really interested in this. <laughs> it's uh, an upgrade story. There you go. I will say you you did run into some problems though it's not like it was just easy to oh yeah take one chip in and put the other one in right yeah so i i i'd run 1800x uh, so i'm also going to let you know so because we did 1800x there's no windows 11 support officially i decided let's run windows 10 that of course on that, everything that means everything right everything on Win- everything on windows 10 because yeah you could have done some on windows 11 some on windows 10 but i think realistically there's a lot of people still rolling 1800x systems and 3800X, they're running Windows 10 because you know they've they've seen and heard all the all all everything that everybody says about Windows 11. Those people are not because gonna I, upgrade because I have standards. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> well, and also on top of that, I mean, you, we didn't change anything. You didn't change the RAM. I mean, we'll get to yes. that in a second. You didn't change the cooler motherboard case. You know, like everything is literally the same. So I, I also think it would have been weird if we would have swapped the OS too at that point. Like, yeah, yeah. So it just gives you, and it really, and what it is, is a real case scenario. If you had an eighteen hundred X build, you're like, hey, you know what? They got all these new parts out. I'm gonna. I'm going to pull this chip out, put a new chip in, and run it with what I got. Although for RAM, I didn't use the original launch RAM. I don't even know where that is anymore. Misplaced somewhere. I did use uh, 32 gigs of Corsair Dominator C, uh, CL16 uh, DDR4 3600. But uh, people don't remember, the original 1800X didn't exactly have the most robust memory controller. I ran into definitely some issues. I backed it down to... 2933 at a very loose CL20. And even then, I had a couple weird issues where it would, like a game, 
wouldn't refuse to run for some reason. So uh, it was a little strange, but I felt it was a good sort of midpoint because I didn't really want to handcuff the newer CPUs because they can they can clearly run higher clocks, uh, tighter timing because their the memory control has got way way better on the newer parts. But the original one wasn't so great, so I figured twenty nine thirty three. Also, it was it's dual rank RAM, so you know that helps maybe. Um, and I also ran with a uh, Gen four SSD, but in Gen three mode, obviously because there was no uh, Gen four support on that vintage motherboard, and a and a and a you know reasonable, not exactly beefed up, but you know pretty decent. Uh, well, pretty anyway. Uh, course, uh, Cooler Master uh, two forty rad. And then for graphics, which is, of course, a little real unrealistic in some ways, I did run a 3090. So all the results were, are running a 3090 FE with the same drive. Well, you're still, you're still testing the CPU performance, so it makes sense to run that. Yeah, no, and, you know, it's something I kind of went back and forth on because, like, well, is somebody really running a 3090 with 1800X? I mean, somebody is because there's always somebody doing it. But. Well, the, 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 the one who asked for the story did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are you running in your box? 3080 Ti. 3080 Ti. Uh, so we're going to kick this off. Uh, you want to go through Cinebench? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, sorry. Let me we'll run Cinebench R20. I think that's what I dropped in there. Uh, you did. And that's, is it the one with the purple bars? Yeah, purple bars. There's a single-threaded, multi-threaded performance. This is I color-coded everything to make it very easy to read. Um, here, we're not really running a lot of them, but in our other video, uh, which you can hopefully check out uh, pretty soon. It's a sneak peek. Sneak peek, but in black is the X3D on mm. top. Red is 5800X. Green is 3800X, and 1800X is purple. Wait, I think you're going to have to tell me which chart then. I, I think I got the wrong one. Oh, uh, it's Cinebench R20 NT. Sorry, there's a ton of charts here. Are there? And you, I, I'm not seeing it. Really? In our, our full nerd chat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh okay. I see it. Oh no, those are shadows. Technical of the difficulties. Render. Sorry, yeah. sorry, folks. Uh, th- this is fun. the The fun part of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, I will copy those over. I guess I forgot to. Sorry, sorry, my bad. But um, for audio listeners who don't have to worry for the audio visual <laughs> problems you're having in the third grade as your teacher tries to figure out why the uh, <laughs> why the eight millimeter projector is broken. <laughs> It, the results are pretty much in line with what you've seen everywhere, which is 5800X uh, is about 5% higher clocks than 5800X3D. And you, you, you essentially see that almost everywhere, which I will say is a little disappointing in some places, although it isn't everywhere. But uh, in Cinebench R20, this is, of course, built on Maxon's. Uh, Cinema 4D engine, slightly older one. It's a 3D rendering application. It's very compute heavy. The cache just didn't matter. Um, and you're looking at, you know, again, 5800X 3D, 5% lower clocks, basically 5% oh. lower scores. Jeez. I still, Makes sense. Got it. I still have the wrong slide. I'm sorry. So, oh, wait, just, are we doing one drive, thread or, or multi thread? Uh, you can do, we can do either one. Actually, I mean, it really does. Let's start with one, one thread. We, we'll start with one thread. And basically, you know, for audio listeners, the score of 583 for the X3D, 627 for the 5800X, 38. But I think, to me, so I know there's a lot of people like, uh, why did you? Why would you even want an X3D part? This thing sucks. Oh, just get a 5800X. But to me, okay, yeah, if you're going for all-out, you know, clocks, 5800X, definitely. But I still, to me, what's very interesting is the performance of the Ryzen 7 3800X. 
and even more is Brad's crappy PC at home with that Ryzen 1800X. Because, <laughs> you know, 5800X is rocking it at 627. 3800X is, you know, 528, which, hey, you know, it ain't bad for an older part. But the 1800X part is 400 in single-threaded performance, right? That's, yep. I mean, that, that, that ain't no fun. That's like, uh, uh, so the 5800X is is... 10% faster than 3800X, and it's 46% faster than that original 1800X, right? And, of course, if it were 5800X, you know, add on maybe 5% to that. But 1800X, just for single-threaded loads, was that that was definitely its weakness. Intel yep. was getting its butt kicked on core count by Ryzen. The minute Ryzen came out, they could not compete in Cinebench, all the heavy loads. But on the lightly threaded stuff, KB Lake actually had a lot of legs. I mean, I know people still play with, with KB Lake systems, and they're fine because oh, yeah. the vast majority of games are GPU limited, and also uh, KB Lake uh, is fine for you know lightly threaded applications in most games, basically. So uh, yeah. 1800X is not a good look there. I'm not surprised to see that because I remember when the 1800X came out, like we talked about this recently, uh, my old... Intel, what was it? 30, 3770K? Or you had i5? Yeah, something like that. 3570K. No, yeah, 3570K. It might have been 37, I forget. Uh, was just as fast in gaming because the that first gen Ryzen just did not have the single thread performance to, to yeah. hold tough with Intel back in the day. So I'm not surprised to see it get whomped so hard in this. Yeah, no, and this, I mean, this, this is an indicator of uh, generally what you're going to see in most applications that people run you know browsing office um we'll get to those results later but 1800x is even though you have to consider its place in in computing history its look today is not great in single threaded definitely uh multi-threaded a little better oh wait did okay, I just yeah, the now i'm showing multi-threaded so we're looking at the x3d at 5770 5773 which is you know pretty good but again, it's not going to beat the 5800X, which has 5% higher clocks at 6133. The 3800X, actually very respectable. I would say in application performance, I I would consider, you know what? Is, I don't know if it's really worth the squeeze to go to 5800X or 5800X 3D if you're mm-hmm. looking at mostly uh, applications. 1800X, though, <laughs> 3666. So 5070 for 3800X and then 3666. I mean, you're, you're almost talking about half. That's yeah, I, yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm not right? good at percentages, but uh, you know, I see, I see a three and I see a six, so it's not good. I mean, so uh, considering, so if the if your set point is X3D, the Ryzen 5800X is about six percent faster than it. The thirty, it, but that X3D is about fourteen mm, percent faster than a 3800X. And you get to like the 1800X, which, which was its, that was its jam. Multi, multi-core performance was, was all about the 1800X. And the X3D part will crush that chip by 57.5%. Oh. Right? That's 60% more performance than Cinebench. Oof. And yeah, I know it's Cinebench is 3D modeling. Most people are not going to do that, but you can sort of take that and apply it to, you know, CPU based encoding. There's a lot of stuff where, 1800X, uh, yeah, you, you recognize its place in history, but it's looking pretty tired at this point, as it should be. It's a five-year-old CPU, right? So, But it, 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 at least for me, it's also interesting to see that the it, it's almost the same amount of staggering 
for one thread as it is multi-thread you know what i mean like the 5800x yeah. is out and out in the lead then then it kind of staggers almost at the same right at the same kind of pace oh actually can you pull up that cinebench uh, ryzen 7 versus okay yeah so this this is again this is this is looking at r20 and also r23 uh we're basically looking at uh how this falls so red is the 5800x green is again the 3800x and purple is the 1800x you know again you can't you can't mess with clocks in in cinebench and the 5800x is you know it the X3D is 7% slower in, in single-threaded R20, uh, 6% slower in, in multi-threaded R20, and it's the same thing as you get to R23, which is the latest Cinema 4D engine, 7.2% in single-threaded, you know, negative 5.1 for multi-threaded performance. So, again, 5800 is, is a really good part, and for a lot of people, makes a lot more sense considering the, the pricing We'll, which we'll get into yep. later, but look at that. You're looking at double digits over a uh, 3800X. And, you know, you have to sort of choose your poison. Is that really worth it to go up, say, you know, 16% better performance in Cinebench? Uh, you know, it's up to you. For, you know, that's that's still Depends. impressive. Depends if you use it to make money. Yeah. That's, that's the real. It, if you can turn that 16% faster performance into that much more profit, great for you but for normal folks i think probably not yeah probably not but let me that purple line again is is 1800x you know 46 percent in r20 single threaded 57.5 percent in r20 multi-threaded 47 percent in single threaded r23 60 percent in cinebench it's just you know it's it's everything it's just it's funny because i I just didn't realize the 1800x had been left so far behind at this point because it's it's hard to remember things we're look we're talking about 2017 here that's a long time ago so yep those are some crazy numbers yeah yeah so um we're not going to get into every single nitty-gritty thing but let's do power why don't we do the power one all right power one's fun which one are you gonna do first uh total system power all core running ryzen 7's seven cinebench is it uh oh yeah all course yeah so all course so we're gonna we're gonna start so Earlier, you saw the Cinebench R23 score of the CPUs. So what I did to uh, look at the power consumption of the CPUs is I measured total system power on the outside. That's what you pay for when you go to the power company, which is good because that's how you pay for power on a PC. But I actually am realizing it might be very useful, too, because there are so many very, very fast transient high spikes in power inside on the other side of that power supply that you would probably need very very advanced equipment to to measure what you're seeing in power consumption the nice thing is in my theory is you're sort of buffering everything out through that power supply that goes into your wall which the power company is going to hand its hand out for and say they want money for so i think it's actually very useful and for what i what i do is i run cinebench r23 using all cores same hardware in all of these. I disconnect all of the fans, turn off all the RGB, disconnect it from the internet, and then I measure the uh, power consumption over the entire run of Cinebench R23, which is supposed to be a 10-ish minute run. It isn't. It takes different amounts of time depending on when you finish. And you can see, again, red is at 5800X, which I was a little surprised is using the most power at about, what, 220, 220 watts maybe? Purple, 1800X. Uh, remember, that was the original. It was built on 
Global Foundries. I had to look this up because I sure, I sure as hell could not remember Global Foundries, a fourteen nanometer process. Oh, I didn't remember that at yeah. all. Well, it was a mix too because you had Glowflow for the dyes, and I believe Glowflow also did the remember the the uh, the IO dye too. And mm-hmm. in fact, if you look at the picture of them, the the other new chips because with thirty eight hundred. They, you know, 2700, they actually, it was a slightly improved process. It was like a, I think it was like 12 nanometer, they called it. Still glow mm-hmm. flow. And then they switched over from 3000 to um, to TSMC. But the CPUs will say like, you know, diffused in different places. So like the mm-hmm. the original 1800X and 2700X will say diffused in, in, excuse me, in the U.S. And the newer parts will say, you know, diffused in, you know, Taiwan and the U.S. and wherever the parts are built. But... 1800x despite being and if you think about it, you also have to consider like man it was, it was like 60 percent slower it's <laughs> using a lot of power to do that too again hey you know what that's that's it was it was a cpu of its time right you you got to consider that green is a 3800x pretty power efficient and you know x3d here i will say also pretty good because you know uh the 1800x is maybe 190 about 190 watts, maybe 170, one, you know, yeah, 170-ish for the X3D and the 3800X. And then also mm-hmm. one thing you should point I want to point out with this chart, which is why I like to use Cinebench, it's kind of cool, is every time you see a dip, that is one frame that Cin- uh, Cinebench renders and then power dips. It resets the entire run again, and then it does another render. So... Basically, it's going to continue to render in a loop until it finishes, till it crosses the 10-minute mark, and then it keeps going. That's why you're seeing some of the CPUs run out longer. That purple line is running out longest of these because it just is slower. It just takes longer for it to run. And also, oh, great. I totally I totally typed the wrong thing in the bottom of the chart. The Ryzen 5800X3D is 11 frames. The 5800X also renders 11 frames. The 3800X, despite my chart incorrectly saying 11, is not 11. I believe it was... Let's, I got to count it now. 10 frames? <laughs> 10 frames. So it's doing it's doing only 10 frames before it crosses the finish line. So the other ones are actually uh, completing 11 frames in On essentially... The 1800X is 8 frames. Yeah, and actually, the eighteen hundred X is seven frames. Is it? Yeah, no, it's actually one, two, three, four, seven, eight. I'm counting eight. Oh wait, maybe it's another one. Okay, so even so, it's fewer frames with higher power than most over a longer time to take. So yeah, just a big L. Yeah, just a big L for that original eighteen hundred X, and and you know, using more power and significantly slower than than a newer CPU. So even if you were like looking at, wow, I'm going to use more power for fifty eight hundred X. You know what? It's worth it because it's so much faster. So, and then also we will we do look at single threaded performance. Same deal again. This is just basically running Cinema uh, Cinebench uh, R twenty three using a single thread, one core, and um, same deal, same colors, and you are seeing a very good power efficiency among the seven nanometer parts. They're all basically the same, right? About ninety watts. Wow. Yeah. The original 1800X, though, is about 10 more watts, and uh, it's significantly slower. I know you're looking at it, it's like, well, how come these chips finish in weird places? Because you look, the red, this the the uh, 5800X finishes 
you know, before the 5800X3D because it's faster. It's It's got higher clocks. The 3800X comes in after that. But what's up with that purple line? Why is that so much shorter than the uh, other Ryzen parts? And that is because, remember, the way Cinema, uh, Cinebench uh, R23 works is it starts to render the frame. And if it completes before the 10 minutes is up, it starts another frame. So I believe that basically the 5800X3D, the 5800X, and the and the Ryzen uh, 3800X are basically rendering two frames, whereas the 1800X basically is it's still rendering it's like one, one frame and a half. <laughs> by the time it gets to ten minutes. No, it doesn't do halves. Oh, it's it like, doesn't do halves. It's like oh, holes, okay. right? Because so basically, if it were to render the same amount of time, same 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 length as the others, it would probably stretch on for twice as long. So basically, in the time the others uh, are running two, it's only running one. Wow. So yep. that's the reason why that is shorter there. Crazy. Crazy. It's still... It's funny <clears throat> seeing how much better the newer technology is, but day-to-day use, the 1800X computers still feels fine. That's why I haven't been in a rush to upgrade. Like, I don't do... <laughs> I don't do Cinebench. Right I don't do Cinebench rendering, so <laughs> <laughs> that would probably make a big difference. But for day-to-day computer use, like, I work on this thing for 10 to 12 hours a day, play a couple hours a night. Gordon is, right. is he's sticking your nose up. He's going like this. He's well, like, oh. for our audio listeners, Gordon's face is what it's a wince. It's like <laughs> it's either you just ate something really sour or somebody just says something really, really wrong. Well, you just, <laughs> but also it's one of those things where you don't feel it until you have something new. Right. So like yep. for him, he's like, ah, cool. I, I don't really notice anything. And if you don't feel anything wrong, then it's like, OK, that's no, cool. But, I, you know. I, I agree. I want, see, I want to see the gaming charts. That's what I'm interested I, in. This I, is all interesting to me. For for me and my usage, gaming charts are where it's at. I, I agree. But, I mean, um, so can we do that? Just all the all application charts? So, real quick, uh, Thrashy over... Uh, f- f- friend of the show, Thrashy, over on uh, YouTube says, uh, so this is a delayed 1800X review, huh? <laughs> Five <laughs> years later. We were like, no, actually... You know, actually, I, you know, that's not bad, because you updated the drivers, you updated, you know, like, this is, you know, an up-to-date 1800X review, uh, so in, kind of in some ways, right? <laughs> yeah. no, Because no, uh, you would expect performance probably was worse than this at the time. Yeah. I you know I it's I think to me it's what it really just sort of brings everything home. Can we run that all apps one? This is a giant chart. All right. You know we'll get into this more in our, our longer video as we look at uh you know X3D. But this is basically oh wait that's wait sorry uh, which one is it? Did I not include that I'm one? Sorry, it. we are having technical issues. Mm-hmm. You know charts that. everywhere. Gordon makes so many charts he just throws them all over the place. While you're finding that chart though, uh, we got a couple super chats. Uh, First one is from a friend of the show, Eek44, gave us 89 Danish Krone. Thank you so much. I always appreciate it. Said, uh, I get 201 average FPS at high in Tomb Raider on an i9-12900K, 5.3 gigahertz, 3090 at 2100 megahertz. So it's not AMD that has the fastest frames. So, all right, cool. Good. Okay. Nice system. Uh, and and uh, Eskimonster, friend of the show, Eskimonster gave us uh, 20 Danish Krone as well. Said, uh, thank you so much. Said, uh, just heard AM5 is going to have double the core count. We'll, we'll we'll talk about AM5 in a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll see. So thank we'll you for see. the super chat. We'll see. Uh, 
So you, you got me a new chart then? Yeah, I just dropped it in there. This is basically... That's a good one. You know, earlier we talked about Cinebench because people are familiar with it. They they sort of know where Cinebench is going to sort of guide their, their view of it. These are basically the other tests we ran. And we're not going to put the scores up, but just simply the, uh, the percent differences in all these uh, different applications here. You ready? Yeah. So it's a lot of numbers. There's a huge amount of numbers, but I would, you know, and again, same color coding, you know, purple is 1800X, green is 3800X, and red is 5800X. And this is, you know, we're all comparing this to the the new X3. Yeah, WinRAR. I mean, that's going to jump out at you. and, And that is the nice thing about being behind everybody else's reviews is I got to see like, well, okay, I, I knew what to expect. I actually have stopped using WinRAR. Um, I used to use it. I, In fact, I used it in the original 1800X. And let me tell you, the result was AMD kind of stunk at it. Uh, it just was, it was just bad. It was just, it, it would, to put it in perspective, the original 1800X, why are we talking about the 1800X so much? But the, the original... Because <laughs> it's interesting. Like the 80, the 8700K versus the 3800X is the same, is about the same performance in WinRAR. It was just an underperformer generally in WinRAR. Like, so we're talking about six core Intel eighth gen versus an eight core, you know, Ryzen 3800X. They're basically dead even in WinRAR because there's just something about it that just kind of stunk. And what with Ryzen 5000, the original, you know, 5950, the 5900, 5800X, it was, it was like day and night because suddenly WinRAR, which they had always just kind of stunk at, they were like, okay, uh, they were actually, you know, as good, if not better. I can't remember exactly. Then, you know, comparable Intel was like, I was like, wow. And really, you sort of look at the improvement to go from Ryzen 1800 to 2700 to, you know, uh, 3800, just kind of like just terrible in one benchmark to now improving to be better than Intel. And the X3D with that cache is even more insane because mm-hmm. you're looking at what? 20% better than 5800X, which is higher clocked. 99% faster uh, than a 3800X. This is single-threaded performance and 163% better <laughs> than the 1800X. <laughs> and, you know, when you move over to WinRAR multi-threaded, it's like even crazier, right? 30% better than a, than a 5800X, 120% better than the 3800X, and 264% faster than the original 1800X. <laughs> Uh, over on chat, uh, almost famous forty two friend of the show says, uh, "So Win WinRAR is the far cry of CPU performance." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think the thing is the reason I stopped after once AMD sort of got there and they were, you know, basically as good if not competitive with Intel in WinRAR. I sort of stopped using it because you don't WinRAR is not free. It does have a benchmark built into it. But for me, I like for me, I'm a seven zip kind of nerd. Like I run seven zip because the price is right. Yep. So I felt like, you know what, if you're going to do a test, I would rather have seven zip than WinRAR as I'm telling people what to use because very few people pay for WinRAR. This uh, though is a gimme. Cause let me tell you, uh, seven zip performance from what I saw from the, all, all the other reviews, like, ah, uh, no, it was like 5,800 X is better because higher clocks. It didn't make any difference with the X 3d part. I just kind of want to throw this in here to like, well, here's a gimme for the X 3d because that cash 96 megs of L three. If you don't know, I didn't talk about it. 96 megs of L three on an advanced stack process 
gets you crazy amounts of Rinrar performance. I just wanted to do it for fun. <laughs> to give me, but let me tell you, ain't no one running Rinrar all day. Wait, you, you, there's not like esports Rinrar. There, maybe players. there is. Like maybe somebody <laughs> at Rinrar's like Rar Labs, like, huh? Let's let's fire this up now. But most people are running. I just sort of threw this in as sort of a fun one because clearly I am an AMD shill by throwing this in here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let me tell you, it runs like seven zip. You can see it all. The existing reviews didn't make any difference. Runewar is, of course, not representative of what you're going to see um, because generally, all those. If you're looking at this chart uh, for audio listeners, the red bars all lean to the left. Well, and that, actually, even for video people, there's a lot of numbers on here. It's kind of hard to see <laughs> everything. So there is a lot of hard to see. <laughs> but so basically, again, using the you know red bars are uh, 5800x higher clocks. Uh, and almost everything here, let me tell you, uh, Puget, it's slow. Um, Puget Bench Premiere Pro, slower. Uh, it's slower in Procyon image editing, which is Photoshop and Lightroom. Uh, the 5800X3D is slower in Blender, which was a cool throwback because that I actually found the original Ryzen workload that they were so excited to show off when they showed Ryzen slapping down 4-core KB Lake or against Broadwell or something. And it was just amazing. Um, but for Blender, uh, 5800X, eight cores, higher clocks, faster. Cinebench, faster. Cinebench R23, faster. Uh, Office, Outlook, PowerPoint, faster. Word, faster. Esports, actually, not, we're going to say that for last. And then also for browsing, 5% in speedometer, 5% in jet stream, 5% in web expert. You know, essentially, it's going to be faster in most applications. Why, why no Geekbench? Where's Geekbench? Yeah, so I, you know, I I, I didn't teasing. I didn't run it, but so I do want to say though, and, and somebody who's like, wow, you know, you put all this cash on here, it's amazing stuff, and it, you always get that question. I've heard it many many times over the years, like, wow, why don't they just add more cash to the CPU? This is not a conversation for me because I'm dumb. This is a conversation <laughs> for somebody like Ian or somebody at Intel or AMD that makes CPUs. They will tell you that just simply adding more cash to something does not make it faster. If you put a second engine in the back of your car, it does not always make it faster, right? <laughs> it make it slower. Makes it could it even cool. make it slower. So, you know, a lot you of... say I have two engines. The chip architect mm-hmm. architects will engineer the CPU for the correct amount of cash. Right. And also they design it for the correct amount of cash that's available to them at the time. Yeah. If they could have put cash into a chip five years ago, they probably would have done it. But mm-hmm. it, the technology wasn't there. It wasn't feasible as a business. The cash just didn't pay off in most things. But there was a couple things here that are very interesting. So Excel, interestingly, um, the 5800X3D, despite having... Uh, lower clocks is actually a little faster, about 3% faster in our Excel eSports workload. That is a, 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 a spreadsheet benchmark. Actually, it's not even a benchmark. It's actually a real spreadsheet made by an actual Excel eSports competitor, Jason Moore. Going to throw a shot, shout out to him. But that cash actually pays off a little bit in Excel. And it's not just simply in this eSports thing, which is a pretty heavy-duty load. You also see it in Procyon, which... Also uses Outlook, uh, all of the Office 365 apps, and you can see that um, Excel in Procyon X3D is actually about five percent faster than than the CPU. That's five percent faster, so the cash actually pays pretty good dividends there. And also the other sort of actually, huh? The cash does help is uh, Procyon image editing batch processing. That's basically running uh, Lightroom to do exports. 
And the X3D is about 3% faster than the 5800X, which you would think like, wow, you know, it's solid wins for 5800X, but there's actually a few things that the cash is paying dividends in. That makes sense. However, I think the overall look, like you can just glance at this chart and you can see why AMD is pitching this as a gaming chip so hard. Yeah. No, I get it. And because I would, for me, like, I would like, yeah, for application performance, 5800 is the, your, your go-to part. And then yep. I will say, you know, there's definitely some things where, um, and for the upgraders, you got to consider 3800X. It's not that bad. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, 18, 19% sounds like a lot. 22% in Jetstream. It's definitely going to be a little snappier on the X3D part. But I don't know if that's worth it for me. Would I pay, would I upgrade a CPU for 20% more performance? Uh, no. And looking at the start, it's more typically like 11 to 15% too. Like that 20% yeah. is more of an outlier. Yeah, that's so. the outlier. Generally, you know, but, you know, 10% is what people. That's like people would brag about in, in mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as you spend your hard money, I would say definitely not. Although yeah. I will point out for people who are running Ryzen 7 1800Xs, which I loved, I gushed all over that chip. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can go on. back to a uh, Gordon sent me the link. Where it was episode 18 of the full nerd where we talked about the, the oh, review. We're, we we're, just... we're at episode two, th- two 213. Wow. That's, that's a long time ago. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody, people lost their minds over 1800 X because it democratized CPU cores and all that awesome stuff that it did. But you know what? Uh, it's in the Hall of Fame now. You're not. You don't want to get that on. Like you do not want a 57 year old Hall of Famer like suited up in pads on the field in the Super Bowl. Believe me. No, you want them in the skybox talking to you know ABC Sports News. You do not want them on the field because that 1800X gets crushed. It gets crushed. Look at this video editing. Premiere Pro. 27%. Image editing. Lightroom. Photoshop. 56%. 44%. Uh, WinRAR, well, you already know that one. Blender, 30%, which remember at the time, 1800X just wowed the world because it's like, oh my God, you are just crushing Intel's best consumer CPU. 7700K is dead. <laughs> 5800X 50, 3D is 30% faster. Uh, uh, pro, uh, so office stuff. So I think this is actually one of the reasons why I know Brad earlier said, oh, it feels fine to me. But look, Benchmarks don't lie. Yep. Outlook sixty three percent faster with an X three D part. <laughs> PowerPoint forty three percent. Excel seventy two percent. Word fifty five percent. Sorry, I'm going to keep going because Brad owns that part, and I'm making fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> and just browsing, just the thing you care about the most. So like that just sort of speaks to browser snappiness. Sixty percent faster with X three D over an eighteen hundred X part. Sixty four percent. And 49% for web expert. It's basically, and the funny thing is, I know uh, when I fired up, it's like, man, this thing just feels a little slow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's one of those things where you sort of develop a sense that, like, it just feels a little laggy. You can't really yep. put your finger on it, and there is no benchmark for it. But just that feels like, it just feels a little, a little slow. And let me tell you, if I had an 1800X, I would take it out. I mean, I don't know if you put it in one of those, like, 
would you put it in like some kind of box like you know like for, for <laughs> like your like boxes. oh i got a willie mays car <laughs> put it in the shadow box or do you take it out and angrily smash it because it's so slow well, i would put I, it in the shadow box. i, I should i should know this but did uh did we put it in the hall of fame I don't think we in the full nerd hall of fame. It, be, I, you know, the thing, it, it belongs in there. Yeah. I know it looks. Well, you know what? Wait, in, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have our our hall of fame episode probably in in within the next couple months. So just, just batch batch your ideas. All right. <laughs> so that is the application performance. I know it's a lot, but you know the thing that matters because I know X fifty eight hundred X fans are like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I don't need to upgrade. You suck, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, let's look at some gaming stuff. All right, which one do you want? Uh, what do we got? What's the? We got we got the big it. big ones. We we even have some synthetic like a uh, 3D Mark Time Spy. Oh no no no! Oh, no I'm that's sorry, for that's for story. that's for the laptop stuff. Uh, you know what? Let's do uh, earlier. So you see the one with the it looks like that gum with the, the zebra. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Right. I love zebra gum. Fruit stripe. Right. Uh, we'll do the fruit wait, stripe. So yeah. wait, are we doing? 2018 Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, it's this fruit stripe, right? Because it has all four chips, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, wait. Which one are you looking oh, at? Oh, no. I was looking at the, the laptop one. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. We got we got too many dang charts. Oh, okay. I see it. I see it. All right. Yep. So I'm going to start explaining for audio listeners. This is basically the... Uh, this is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Highest quality. Uh, no RTX because you can imagine it would basically go like, oh, I'm fine with my... FX eighty five twenty or something like that. that that's <laughs> a, this is again with the GeForce RTX thirty ninety FE across all of these. So this is uh, this is the game running at uh, all four chips, running at different resolutions. Because like, well, let's let's find out where. Because you know, like, I really I'm jazzed overall by fifty eight hundred X three D's performance for at ten eighty P. But then you get these like they're just no fun. People like Adam, they're just like. Well, what about it? 4K. Those are the those people. So it's like, okay, we got to find well, out. Well, so. also, also, it's it's what the boss. I mean, it's what he games at oh, too. That he is games true. 4K. So that is you know. true. Some people are pairing this with 3080 Ti. So yes. So we are running at 720p, 1080p, 1440p, and 4K. Those are four very common non-wide aspect ratio uh, monitor resolutions. And you can clearly see Shadow of the Root Tomb Raider, which 2018 is a fairly intensive game on, on its high quality. And 5800X3D is, you know, at 1080p, which is the red line, red bar that I care about the most, 217 frames a second versus 199 for 5800X. So, hey, that's pretty good. Especially when you're looking faster? at it. It is faster than the X 5800X, and when you consider the 5800X is actually clocked up higher than it, that cache it is again a a it's a it's a CPU made mostly for gaming, or at least marketed being repurposed for gaming. I guess some would say, but I would say made for gaming in a lot of ways. Uh, more interest of more interest though is when you're looking at a 3800X, 3800X 148 frames a second versus 217 for that X3D. I mean that's that's a sizable increase, right? Yeah. And then 1800X, 116 frames a second versus 217. So that's pretty good. Uh, we step up a notch to, say, 1440p. All right, Brad, you want to say something? No. No, I was about to talk about that, but go ahead. Yeah, when you step it up a notch to 1440p, which uh, 1080p is about, what, 2 million pixels. 1440p is about 3.6 million pixels, so not quite double. 
but you're looking at, you know, it's, difference. It, it gets very close. 5800X3D is 163. 5800X is 164. You're basically GPU limited mostly there, and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. So if you're 1440p, wide aspect ratio, 1440 and up. Between those two parts, probably doesn't matter that much. And this is an in-game that generally does like uh, the cache on the X3D part, but uh, 3800, 163 versus 141 for 3800X and 116 for the 1800X. So yeah, you can see that it's the 116 is the same for the 1800X for 1080p and 1440p. So it's definitely CPU bound there. Yeah, no, definitely. And I would say um, on the application side, yeah, 3800X upgrade to 5800X or an X3D part probably not can't be I don't think it's justified for the money you might spend on it unless you get a great deal on it or you just want to do it. But in gaming, you know, you're getting a decent uplift. And especially if you're going again, if you're running a moldy old uh, 1800X, you're definitely getting a nice uplift. Uh but when we step it up to 4K with uh, across all of those, the green bar, 98 frames a second for X3D, 97 for 5800X, 3800X, 97 frames, 1800X, 96 frames. Even that dog old ancient 1800X is basically the same frame rate. Right? That's the reason I'm, I'm really interested to see your final full video because I want to see more games. Uh, because that's the reason I've been holding on to this so well because I do tend to play at 4K. So. The CPU doesn't bother me as much, so I'm really interested to see your full review. <laughs> yeah, no. Do we want to? We do we want to uh, run the next one? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do. Uh, no, no. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, we've got that one. Okay, we could do that one. And uh, 2018, uh, Rain, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, pretty advanced game, very very GPU bound a lot of times. So I decided, like, let's run sort of uh, the class classic esports kind of style game this is tom clancy's rainbow six siege i think it's heck when this is actually when it comes to esports games this is the one i like so yeah perfect it's 2015 (laughs) right so it's 2015 and this is one of those games where you're in the hundreds of frames a second and uh ryzen uh x3d 470 oh sorry wrong number we want to look at the red bar for 1080p performance which is where a lot of esports gamers run so they're running at 1080p 588 frames a second like pretty crazy you're basically if you have your high refresh rate 1080p panel it can do it in this game even at at ultra settings and 5800x though you know not bad you're looking at uh what are we about eight percent faster for the x3d over let me make sure i got the right risk yeah eight eight percent faster over the 5800x which is respectable amd remember they said you know what you're looking at you know, 10-ish frames a second, 8 to 10, you know. So that is right where you sort of expect it to be to be faster than 5800X. So would I pay the difference in that? I'm not so sure I would in that one. And then, of course, we look at 3800X at 1080p. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, and this actually is very interesting because you have to remember 3800X had what I called the Ryzen tax, which... It just didn't run games as fast as Intel parts, right? They were just we don't we never we still never knew what it was. The three thousand series when they initially added L three cache that did bring up the gaming performance though, right? It did help a little, but it didn't 
I basically, and of course, winding the clock even back. So we're at 588 for an X3D, 544 for 5800, both 5,000 parts. 3800 is 330. The original 1800X, we're down at 252 frames a second. Remember, same RAM, same card, same drivers, same everything. Well under half the performance. Yeah, it's under half the performance. Because remember, the fifty, the 1800X came out and, yeah, sure, 4K gaming didn't matter. I did some 4K gaming tests. Even at 1440, didn't matter. That was the messaging. If you're really paying, playing at most resolutions people play at, you know, at higher res, it didn't matter. But its performance on 1080p gaming was always troubling. And a lot of sort of like super fans got on all the reviewers like, oh, you're on the take. Nobody's running 1080p gaming. You oh. should be running 4K, right? AMD marketing was also pushing that at the time. Like, hey, you should be testing a 4K and 1440p, which I found very disingenuous at the time. Well, you know, I yeah. And <laughs> to me, it was like, yes. And their messaging was like, yeah, test a higher res. Nobody cares about 1080p. What are you, a loser with the low res panel? <laughs> I tested at 1080. Well, I tested at 4K <laughs> and also at 1440p because I think that is a very fair point. But as a reviewer, if they tell you to only do one thing, that probably says something stinks somewhere else. So I mm-hmm. also tested at 1080p. I found the same thing. Every other reviewer found the same thing, too, that tested at 1080p. Brad got flamed by the Internet for saying, what's up with my gaming performance? It's no better than an <laughs> Ivy Bridge part, right? So, yep. And the thing is, the gaming performance got better with 3800, but I can tell you the comparable Intel part was still better. It just there was always that there were some games where they could be close, but then there were some games where it'd be twenty percent slower for AMD. And of course, some of the messaging was like, "Oh, maybe it's the, the game optimization. Everybody optimizes for Intel." Part of this is also uh, Intel uh, the way the OS schedules something. Um, they didn't blame it on the on the operating system because you never blame hardware companies. Never blame Microsoft. I blame Microsoft myself. I think it really was some kind of weird scheduling problem, but. You sort of added all that up, and it just kind of, you know, wasn't great for gaming. But 5,000 fixed it all. 5,000 sort of took away that always, like, nag thing. Because even in the darkest days for Intel, for 9900K, 9, you know, 8700K, it was like, hey, uh, yeah, if you're running Cinebench all day, buy that. But if you care about games, we make the fastest gaming CPU, right? And they always yep. had that to lean on. 5,000 eliminated that. But this, I think what's great about this chart, it just shows you that historical problem that 3,000 series, 2,000 series, and 18, 8, 1,000 series uh, Ryzen had, which basically all went, went away with 5,000. So, well, It also does show you how much of a big difference that moved the changes that they made in the Ryzen 3000 when they introduced the L3 cache. You can see how much of a difference that made along with the other improvements that they made because 1800X to 3800X, going from 250 to 330 is a huge jump. Yeah, no, it's huge. And we, we don't have to run the big gaming thing. We could save that for the video later. But I'm just going to tell you, overall, in gaming, 1080p, it's really there. You know, 20, I'm seeing 20%, 30%, 40 uh, well, and then sometimes 0%, obviously. But uh, there's just a lot of, you know, AMD basically sort of meets that, you know, hey, it's 10% faster than 5800X. And there's some things, some games where it, it really is significantly better. 20% over... Now, here's Ashes of the Singularity, 20% in the GPU benchmark, 21% better for X3D over a 5800. Very, very good. You know, and and I'm going to tell you, though, um, over 3800, which application side, you could say, yeah, it's fine. 
But 1080p gaming on 3800 was is it gets crushed, simply crushed by X3D. And 1800X is like, ooh, you need to retire that part. For everybody watching the video, this video, if you play games at 1080p, you need to retire that Ryzen 7 1800X for a newer CPU, either either 5800X or X. If you want to go basically sort of Alder Lake like performance, X3D kind of makes sense. So, but Gordon, and this is where I'm going to be a little bit of a stickler. That's at 1080p gaming. That's a 1080p gaming. Do you really think somebody who just games at 1080p should upgrade their 1800x, or they should upgrade their their GPU to a 5800x 3D? You're talking about over five hundred dollar chip. I well, just to get better gaming performance. Yeah, at no, 1080p. I and mean, that that is the, that is the, that problem because you know honestly, 5800x might be ten, maybe even. I mean, I'm seeing some things where that red bar is. You know, 20% slower sometimes, 15%, 19%. That's a significant decrease in performance. You're not getting that boost in some of these games. Yeah, if it were me and I couldn't get the X3D part, especially at the MSRP, I'm seeing the prices are $600 now. People are trying to flip money. That's crazy. They're all sold out everywhere. 5800X, if you're coming, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put my Alina shoes on. If I have a Ryzen 7 1800X system, I'm getting a 1500X, right? Or even, honestly, on a 7, if I'm the Elena shoes on, I'm I'm getting a non-X part or something. Well, well, but even I mean, a 5600 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I would say, like, yeah, it's hard to make the bones for X3D's price premium over... Or, uh, or yeah, the, uh, yeah, but also I just feel like there's so many caveats of like, eh, you know, if if this, if that, if you do it this, then it makes sense. And then, I mean, to come back to the whole th- whole reason why we're doing this, obviously, is Brad. Brad games at 4K. Maybe if he uses a scaler, it's at 1440p. I mean, yep. Brad, I mean, even at 1440p, sure, you start to see a little bit of a difference, but like... You know, I mean, we're still t- still talking about over hundreds of frames. I, I don't know what what your monitor sync is. Uh, uh, 144 hertz. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like even even if you just played, uh, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, 1800x, even a 1080p, uh, but it won't gets over you know 144 hertz. Well, yeah. Look, even if you're so you're playing Rainbow Six Siege at 4K. You're looking at 292 frames a second for X3D. Obviously, 291 for the 5800X is like, you know, that doesn't matter that much. Also, very, very close 285 for that 3800X because we are very uh, GPU bound at 4K. Even in, yeah. in an older game, it, that's really high performance. It really runs hundreds of frames a second. But look at that 1800X, 232, right? That is yeah. so. Fifteen hundred X three D is twenty six percent faster is still, at four K, which is still over his one hundred and forty four hertz. So, would he feel? Yeah, it? but the higher you can get, you do feel. Uh, yeah, you do no. feel it. <laughs> but still, I mean, we're talking about two thirty two to two eighty five. You know, I, I'm gonna hold until I see the full chart <laughs> and uh, we look at the full review. But yeah. this is making me think I really need to upgrade. <laughs> Not on, necessarily the to the fifty eight hundred three X, but to something. A fifty eight hundred X would be a very nice step up. Is is what yeah. I think, and then you know what? And and I know people are like, "Oh, it's a hundred more dollars," but you know, you're you're sort of you're getting really you're getting the very very final performance CPU release for the AM4 socket. That yeah. let me tell you, 
You, That's you, part of the reason why I want to maybe do that because the 1800X I agree is in the Hall of Fame. Like that changed computing, I feel. And this is the swan song for that. So I think there's just something, you know, symbolic about going from the first to the last. Right. That's part of the reason I'm also considering. So I, 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 I don't, I don't think this chip is going to go down as like a uh, something for the, the Hall of Fame though. I would, yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, in, in significance. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, it's a technology it's demo. Yeah, it's, yeah, for it's sure. amazing. Clearly they can't get it cheap enough to make it really low. And then, you know, the really hard part for the 5800X 3D is like, yeah, 5800X is, way cheaper it's 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 especially if you want to buy it you know it's under three hundred dollars right i actually i have the i have some numbers here let me let me find this yeah. let me let me find because i yeah. was like well, let's I find if it's what, under 300 maybe just a tad under right like 389 well so i had to look for pricing comparison so for people who want to know 339 the yeah, Amazon. The launch price for the uh, 5800X 3D is 449 The 5800X launch price was 449 That actually made a lot of people go, oh, that's crazy. Just buy the lower core part or non-overclock part. And, okay. 3800X 399 was the launch price. The original 1800X was 499 just to put everything in perspective. Wow. And then I looked at, well, let's look at retail price as of April 18th, a... 1800X new, obviously, the fact that there's even a new box CPU on Newegg, $670. I would not want to buy an 1800X unless I'm just a collector. <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe it goes in the full Nerd Hall of Fame and you want to. You want it you want in the box. You want a box. <laughs> new 3800X is 304 A new 1500X is 359 on Newegg a couple days ago. Uh, and, of course, the X3D before it launched would have been 449 immediately sold out. And let's look at used eBay buy it now. So as of on again same day 418, you could buy an 1800X for 166, you could buy a 3800X for 230, you could buy a 5800X for 300, you could buy again a of course the buy it now was of as of yesterday, so I had to wait for it to come out and people to try to flip it. $600 on eBay. Which yeah, I mean but that's of course, I mean any new thing, you know. There's always going to be a little bit of inflation. Uh, but, you know, like, I, I feel like uh, we do have a couple very interesting questions to kind of follow up this uh, in the chat. But also at the same time, I feel like the um, the 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 conversations that is happening mostly in the chat is like, oh, if you're just gaming, though, a 5600X, half the price, you're probably fine. But if you want to if you if you do have, oh, you know what, I've got 500 bucks to burn or, you know, somewhere around there. A 5900X actually is going to help you in gaming and in application performance. Well, that's why, yeah, 5800X 3 is in a very tough spot because 5900s are $400 now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, for me, I would take 12 cores of 5000 over 8 cores of, of 5000, even with the cash generally. Unless you run Renoir all day, it's, you know, it's hard to make. Yeah, sure. You know, and again, playing at higher. There's a lot of. You can also what if yourself into a 5900x, but you can also what if yourself into an X3D too. I, I think it's something. I don't know. I just. I. I guess I don't see people what ifing. Well, into so it. I, other, I other still, than just I, the significance that Brad is saying of like I well, had the no, first one and I had the last because one because I like I said last time, last episode that we did. I have no use for a 5900x. Like I'm never going to use 24 threads. I mean, honestly, uh, you don't have a use for a 5800x3D. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. There is definitely some use with the 5800X3D. I'm going to wait for the full charts. Um, 
Also, so to get, to get to a couple of the questions, uh, the first one, uh, Charles Anderson asks, um, he, could, could these numbers be influenced by this old uh, X370 board with PCIe 3? Is it limiting that 3090 at higher resolutions? Um, I doubt it. I don't think it would make it, especially, I, it's possible. You know, it's something somebody would need to look at, but generally... There's always be been an, an overwhelming, uh, you know, wealth of, of PCIe bandwidth. It, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It is possible, but I think the, the rationale for it was for people who had older boards. And where would you upgrade to if you were somebody rolling a very old 1800X CPU? <laughs> so I, with the very high-end GPU, and there are people doing that. So that was the rationale for it, I guess. Okay. But, you know, I generally, uh, if you have a newer board... I could see not. I would not recommend you buy an eighteen hundred X to replace your your thirty eight hundred X anyway. So, okay. Looking at uh, a text plot feature, which was based off the hardware unboxed, uh, they tested the RTX thirty eighty, so not quite the thirty ninety, but ninety five percent of the way there. Uh, PCIe three versus four, and they say it's no difference. Yeah, it's one of those things where every maybe year somebody on the internet, thank God, a hardware review goes like, I'm going to check because we haven't checked in a while. And yeah, no, it's the same answer as last time. So everybody gets a little tired of you because you're looking at a part. You just like, oh, I need to look at. Well, is it PCIe four or PCIe three? I'm not gonna. You now are gonna eat a significantly amount of time to test that scenario, and then basically come back to the same conclusion you've come to three years ago or four years ago. Is it PCIe bandwidth doesn't really seem to make any difference with consumer workloads. Mm-hmm right now okay uh another good question uh, uh kraken over on uh, the discord was saying i wonder how gordon's review is impacted by the fact that that x370 has no new pbo and xfr yeah no i i don't know so i ran pbr uh pbo on on auto and you know for the 1800x there wasn't even an option for it um maybe i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's it's one of the things where you could Get yourself into a situation as I need to test this board under this circumstances with this hardware. I, I think in general, broad strokes, it's not going to make a significant difference is, is my guess. So, And again, the nice thing about being a little late about this is everybody's like, yeah, 5% slower in almost everything for the X3D part over the 5800 part in X570. So modern systems, and it didn't make much of a difference. And we're seeing sort of the same pattern in a very old, you know, X370 board. So I, I doubt it makes any difference. Uh, and then, uh, I'm sorry, I, I totally did not save uh, who asked this, but somebody was like, well, if they're on 1800X, why not just wait for AM5? Well, I so my argument to you, um, and again, it sounds like we're really trashing the reputation of, of 1800X, but I'm not going to ask Joe Montana to suit up and get into the Super Bowl in 2023 and go like, wow, Joe's no good. <laughs> or Tom Brady, for some people, when he's when he's finally actually off the field. But you wouldn't say Joe Montana, like doing terrible in the modern era, is bad. Um, and let me let me argue this now. 1800X came out in February of 2017 for $499. Its competitor was, it was an interesting mix because its competitor would have been uh, the KB Lake 7th Gen Core i7-7700K, which is $350. At eight cores, though, its real competitor would have been the 
Core i7-6900K, which uh, had eight cores, Bridewell E, quad-channel memory, $1,089. Yep. People lost their freaking minds <clears throat> because you got 1800X with eight cores for <laughs> less less than half the cost of what Intel was charging you for an eight-core CPU. That And it was actually faster than Broadwell, right? So you go out, you bought that 1800X, you've benefited because you clearly bought it because you needed all the, the the cores, all the thread count. You've benefited from five years. You've had that sucker for five years now. It's given, given you an amazing service life. And let's not mention AM4 now, that original board, if not today, will probably soon also get support for newer parts. Why not? Why not send out AM4 with the proper send-off it deserves? Take the 1800X out, put it in that skybox to put on the wall in your <laughs> personal CPU Hall of Fame, and then roll something new. So I would argue you should do it rather than wait, because what I'm seeing here is 3800X application side, yeah, wobbler, maybe. I would probably do it. 1800X, though, no. It is just way too slow and way too old at this point. You should definitely upgrade to a 5800X or 5800X 3D. And and I still think 5800X 3D is, I'm very pleasantly surprised by 1080p performance. It is just, you know, very, it's very nice. And I, I can say like, you know, if it were 50 bucks or even 70 more dollars to get that extra cash, I would do it. I mean, it's just cool because you're getting a very unique CPU and really the send off for, you know, AM4. This is the last chip for AM4 that you're going to see in the high end. So awesomeness uh an- another good question again sorry i did not write down uh who it was but they were saying okay if they're moving up from 1800x to 5800x 3d like may- maybe brad would would you recommend newer ram because obviously that older ram older timings you know like you're going to get a benefit probably from newer ram I can tell you the reason I'm considering upgrading to a 5800X 3D, maybe a 5600 something, a newer generation one, uh, is the drop in simplicity of it. Like, I have this, everything's running, I just have to unscrew my CLC cooler, pop in the new chip, let's get crack, let's get cracking. So, if part of the reason why I am considering doing this over waiting for AM5 and seeing what the Intel versus AMD looks like at that point, is to just say, hey, I can spend two to four hundred dollars right now upgrade my performance significantly without having to touch the motherboard the ram the cooler any of that stuff so that's the appeal of the upgrade to me so i wouldn't touch my ram yeah like if you're going to start thinking about upgrading your ram upgrading exactly. other parts of your that, system that's around the point. It, like yeah, that's yeah. yeah but what so what what do you think what do you think gordon and i know you didn't do this but what do you think if you did take that uh the the higher clocked ram and put it on the like how different would the results be if you didn't you know limit it to 29 i i think you could definitely get you know decent performance by sitting down and tuning the ram for a modern ryzen cpu over the original 1800x whether it's worth it is up to everyone but i will say there's actually a good chance that say if you had typical capacity back then of say 16 gigs of ram when you you built your 1800x box you go to a 5800X 3D or 5800X, the memory controller is better. You can run higher clocks. You may be able to take that exact same RAM that maybe didn't run what you expected to on 1800X and run it actually at a tighter timing or higher clocks with 5800X or X3D that you couldn't with the original 1800X because a lot of RAM 
largely has is made for Intel CPUs. So the SPDs just may not have worked well with it. You can also take your 16 gigs of RAM on that older box and go, you know, I really want another 16 gigs. It's fairly cheap. With a 5800X part, you can take, you can run the memory, you can run it fully loaded at probably higher clocks and tighter timings than you could ever with that original 1800X. So I would say, depends on what RAM situation you're at. If you're at 16 gigs, I like 32 gigs in my builds these days. So I'd probably add 16 gigs to it. And by also going to 5800X 3D or X5800X, you're just gonna you're just gonna get something brand new and modern versus 1800x memory controller w- was not fantastic, right? No, I got the Corsair Vengeance, the one that they sent out for the review kits. I got the same, exact same ones, the low profile Vengeance ones that were 3200 megahertz because it was super finicky early days of memory for Ryzen. Yeah, and it just and then I will tell you. While I was running this, it just simply stopped working. So I I run all the CPUs and I put eighteen hundred back in to run again, and it's like, whoa, it won't it won't post nothing. You know, screw around with it, talk to some people, and like, man, what's going on here? And then kept messing around. It finally did come up the next day, but just before I was going to give up. But that memory controller was very finicky. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we should probably move on. Man, I, I didn't think we'd spend this much time on that, uh, but we're, we're running out of time. Uh, uh, we did get a, a super chat from a friend of the show, Mike Quinton. Thank you so much. $35. Uh, always appreciated. Always appreciated. It said, uh, quote unquote, application benchmarks is a good term to di- differentiate between gaming and other stuff. Uh, Gordon, there you go. A- application benchmarks, TM. You should trademark that. Uh, so after the R5 fire sale, which I think maybe they mean Ryzen Five Fire Sale. Uh, what will be the what will be new with the R6 series CPU? Will gaming will game code be able to keep up? Like, a, will developers be able to continue to push the, push the limits? Because obviously, one of the things we talked about back in the day, if if I'm understanding correctly, is that 1800x. It was just like, oh, you get all these cores, but developers were still not optimizing for eight core. They were still optimizing for four core. Now we're not really in there anymore. Uh, but you know, now I, I feel like it's like I, I feel like six core is the new low end. I feel like eight core is kind of like normal to a certain degree, right? No, I'd say six core is the standard. The five the five class chips are standard, but. Yeah, I think it's going to, we'll see if the rumors, I guess some people are seeing rumors that they're going to double in core count again. Is that what somebody was saying earlier? Yeah. Uh, for Possibly for the next gen. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but I think, you know, with Intel matching AMD, exceeding AMD at this point, as far as core count go, once you take the efficiency cores into account, uh, the higher cores are here to stay. It's going to be up to game developers just to take advantage of the higher speeds and extra cash and stuff like that that all these new processors can do yeah and i would say it will take it always you're always excited when it's introduced and people talk about it it always takes you're wandering in the desert for a long time before it ever makes any difference so i i don't have any high hopes that like suddenly developers will go like oh yeah we're all gonna be we're all gonna be making our games for eight core six you know eight sixteen eight eight core sixteen thread cpus it's just not going to happen on the vast majority of games because the problem is developers have to make money and they can't make it for a very limited set of hardware. So it's, it's, I still think 612 is, is the great, is a fine mix for gaming 
perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, four eight probably a little tight, but honestly, you know, a four <laughs> quad core, you know, eight thread CPU with a you know half decent GPU is a fine gaming machine for most yep. for most yep. people. <clears throat> so uh anyway like uh we we should wrap the the section up but like gordon said at the top we, we're we're shooting a video today uh we're probably going to take a little time to edit this one uh but yeah it's going to be kind of like a, a love letter to am4 kind of like i'm almost thinking of it as a, like a, a mini doc of of am4 it's going to have <laughs> it's going to have all, all the all these charts all these comparisons uh way more than than you saw here so if you like gordon's charts uh you'll definitely <laughs> want to watch that video but yeah we we are working on it uh Anyway, yeah. So anything else to be said about this, Gordon? No, I mean, you know, uh I'm, you know, I'm pleasantly pleased by the 1080p gaming performance. It it, it gave you every, it hit all their claims and frankly exceeded it for the gaming side for me. Whether it's really makes sense for most people, I don't think so. It's tough especially with 5900X so low in cost now and in fact you can't get X3D parts, but I Again, I think it's an awesome, it's an awesome attempt, you know, to show off something cool. So I, I respect it for that. Whether I think everybody should buy it is is going to be situational. So that's my last word. Cool. All right. Final word. Uh, then w- what about IGP Gaming RDNA two? You know, we, we we put up a video last week, I think, comparing Ryzen six thousand to twelfth gen Alder Lake uh, laptop performance. People were very excited about it, and they they were very excited about Gordon IGB Gaming. It's it's good now, right? It's yeah, great. it's very very impressive. You know, it, it was again. You know, Intel. Remember, in, I've been making fun of Intel integrated graphics like for a decade because it's been so bad. I actually accused them once in a public meeting of being the reason why PC gaming was dying because integrated graphics was so bad. So that was my take on it. <laughs> but you have to give credit where it's due. You know. Iris in 10th gen got pretty good. I mean, it was it was a significant increase in integrated graphics. Iris XC even better and arguably was better than what you know AMD was offering on its laptop CPUs as well. But of course, now we have Ryzen 6000 and mobile side with RDNA 2 with you know a, a Radeon 680M, and it is smoking. So why don't we do that all red chart there? All red. Got so it. this is basically all the games we ran in our video. You can go view the video if you want to see all the all the nitty gritty details. But this is a, a ton of of games run at you know medium to low settings. The ones you would run at integrated performance. No, you are not going to run 4K at 144 hertz <laughs> on ultra with ray tracing on with integrated graphics. Please don't even ask. But at 1080p medium, 1080 low, look, you are just like. You're getting really, really good performance. You're getting, you know, 60, 50, 70 sometimes, depending on the games, well beyond that. But, you know, if you're looking at Radeon 6000 versus Iris XE with DDR5, and how we did this is in that video, but basically we looked at laptops with the discrete GPUs turned off to give us a hint at what we're going to see out of our DNA when it hopefully arrives uh, on PCs. I'm going to hope this year. And look at that. It's like 200% faster than Iris XE. In Ashes, it's a 66% faster in Cyberpunk for audio listeners. 1080 low, obviously no ray tracing. Horizon Zero Dawn, 66%. Metro Exodus, 61%. And basically, it's just a butt kicking all the way down in just about everything. Because RDNA 2 is significantly faster than 
than Iris XC. The very best you can get out of Intel um, integrated graphics right now. Hmm. Uh, and it's kind know, of interesting how it clusters around the sixty to sixty six percent, and right around the twenty two percent for all these games. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And then you, there are some things where having you know a Alder Lake is a fantastic CPU, and and especially in a very large laptop that I tested it in. You know, CS:GO Intel was eight percent ahead, and also Hitman Two, ten eighty p medium, fourteen fifteen percent faster. So. Uh, friend, friend of the throw. Yeah, jeez, wow, <laughs> really twisting my tongue. Your friend, friend of the show, Thrash. He says, "How?" But yeah, but how does it compare to the eighteen hundred X? Yeah, no, the yeah, I, yeah definitely integrated <laughs> graphics on the eighteen hundred X was. was <laughs> so, actually, it's so about where is, I expect. Yeah, zero. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so these charts shows that uh, Ryzen sixty eight hundred M obviously warms on Iris XE, uh, but how fast does that actually translate to games? Are you getting playable frame rates with these? Because the twenty two percent faster than Intel XE mean that you can actually play Far Cry New Dawn at re- de- re- reasonable frame rates. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kick off. Uh, let me go find this folder. <sighs> oh, you, you got to send me a chart. Yeah, we'll, we'll show such, up a couple that's real. That's such a whooping, though. That is like it is such a whooping. whooping. And they're definitely, <laughs> they're, you know, there's sometimes we're in Iris. And again, you know, people really, they want to, don't just hate on Intel. Like, you can't just hate on a company if they, if they, if they finally correct course and give a damn about the thing you care about, which is performance in graphics. You, you can't be an a hole and continue to just, oh, you're still not good enough. That, that does not encourage people to do better. Uh, again, it was it's it's an impressive performance gain for iris xc and there's they clearly are taking this very seriously uh why don't we look at let's see i'll give you uh give me a chart i'm gonna give you a couple we'll do I'll take chart i'll eat it up spit All it out right. yeah just last year we did uh a piece actually about how Intel's Iris XE graphics leveled up when you weren't looking because they were the first integrated graphics in a long time where like, yeah, in laptops, you can actually play some games on this thing. Like, even though RDNA 2 is so much better now, you got to remember that last year they're competing against Vega and all these companies kicking butt is a good thing. Right. And uh, just like for CSGO at 1080p, you're looking at 110 frames a second on our sexy and you know radeon is 101 frames a second that's that's really good right this is not of course not a tough game it's from two, it's a 10 year old game now rainbow six siege i also threw a couple in there but rainbow six siege you know 47 frames a second for our sexy 138 for rainbow six siege that's crazy medium All right that's not Hitman, where Intel had that lead, 54 frames a second. Radeon, 46 frames a second. You know, these are all... And the Red Dead, uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I just dropped uh, Adam a chart on. Yep. On it. 31.6 frames a second for Iris XE, which is, again, look, if you were to run this on Intel UHD graphics that we have seen in laptops for 10 years, it would be like probably 7 frames a second if you were lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if you were lucky. And uh, Radeon 680M, 68 frames a second. I mean, that. <laughs> look at that beating. It's the same deal with the 1650 Max Q. Yeah. No, I will say, you know, we I threw in the, the 1650 Max Q 
in this, just to give people an idea of what you might see from discrete graphics, it has four gigs of RAM. It's also in a very power limited laptop. Um, that is probably the lightest of the laptops here. It's the uh, Asus Flow X13. Oh, that's the tablet, right? Uh, yeah, it's a convertible. Convertibles yeah. always sort of have a power nerf. And obviously, if you're a Flow X13, Flow X13 user, you're plugging in your external 3080 card and just laughing at integrated graphics. So it's silly. But it also had an onboard uh, 1650 in it. I did want to give people a feel for what it's doing. And there were times where I was very surprised that Radeon was outperforming, you know, the 1650 Max Q again in a very power limited situation because you take a 1650 Max Q and you put it in your typical four or five pound budget gaming laptop, it probably will outperform the uh, integrated graphics. But the fact that RDNA 2 is beating them, even in some scenarios, says a whole lot, I think, about how great they are. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> before before we made the video, uh, you should definitely go watch it. Uh, I know we keep saying that, but it, it is a fun video. Gordon didn't show me the charts beforehand, so just me internally, I was like, yeah, sure, even in a power-limited situation, a dedicated GPU is probably going to either ke- at least yeah. keep up or be better in some situations and t- like chart after chart i was like oh my god like yeah, yeah sure there are some points like uh like shadow of the tomb raider 2018 you know like the 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 geforce card is is better but in in a lot of the charts i'm just like oh wow like even iris xe is better than than that like i i don't know it just and blew my mind blew my expectations of like a dedicated the tomb raider I know the Tomb Raider is not that much better. Yeah. I mean, you're still getting over 60, you know, uh, depending on on, on what you're playing on. So, yeah, no, they're really, you know, actually the best performance you were seeing out of that um, 1650 was in CSGO 188 frames a second versus 110, 101. So, and I just, people need to understand, don't think you can go out and do integrated graphics for your primary gaming laptop and that'll that'll be it i we're not there yet i don't think i honestly i can't see that ever really happening until we change the definition of what is integrated graphics but you know always go for discrete graphics in a bigger laptop if you're going to play games but you know for most people that are in a either you know budget limited by integrated graphics or simply form factor because you need you know a small laptop you're our DNA two is is very very impressive because you're you're getting you know either LP five or DDR five so you're greater bandwidth. It's it's a rocking rocking IGP right and and again mm-hmm. people are like oh you're so nice Intel Iris XC I would def our DNA clearly way better than Iris XC but again I still give it to Intel they have taken it seriously whatever the follow on to Iris XC is going to be I expect them to try to step it up too so. Well, from that Red Dead Redemption chart, Iris XC still played Red Dead Redemption at 30 frames per second, which, I mean, if you can get that out of your integrated graphics on your laptop, that's great. Yeah. And this is, you know, this, it's the same point that Intel had made when the original Tiger Lake, you know, UP3s uh, were reviewed. They said, hey, uh, you can actually run Red Dead Redemption on integrated graphics which because remember you're coming from uhd which is like oh my god don't even don't even bother why are you doing this they would always <laughs> intel's always done this in demos they were like hey look you can run this it's like no yeah you can i can drive my car with my feet 
I should not drive my car with my feet. I just, yes, it's technically you, you mean the feasible. Steering wheel, but. I mean, yeah, but you can't, you, you just, you shouldn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know. It's cool. It's, it, it, it's fun. I mean, if anything, and I mean, obviously there's some people in here who are like, well, you know, but don't buy integrated. It's like, you know, sometimes it's all you have or sometimes like it's just what you want. I mean, a, a good example, and I know this is not the same thing, but I've been playing the Steam Deck, integrated graphics it's actually damn good like i have a video going up tomorrow about uh i've got 22 rpgs that i i tried out on the steam deck and it's not super deep and comprehensive but uh, you know just kind of like hey i i, I put a, a, at least an hour into each of these rpgs to kind of just get a taste of, of how it performs on the steam deck and i'm just like damn wow in most cases it's 10 it, it's uh 1280 by 160 max settings right you know i'm just like wow okay this is good yeah the steam deck could not be possible without uh, rdna 2's performance right. right it just wouldn't it wouldn't be possible so that that's just amazing why don't we run this last one the time spy graphics one uh okay. we got about 15 minutes left and i got to yeah. i got to go for meeting oh got it okay yeah. and this is this is simply a synthetic benchmark um i love 3d mark time spy because it's repeatable you know, you get score five years ago, you wind the clock five years forward, it's going to be almost the same. So that's why it's a very useful reference. Uh, this is the Time Spy graphics sub score. So we're ignoring the CPU performance here. It already is an overly C, uh, GPU benchmark. If you only look at the graphics sub score, basically, it didn't, you could run this on an Atom almost, and it would it would actually be uh, it'd still be fine. Basically, green. Is I this is the scores of every discrete graphics laptop we have in green for a Nvidia for red for uh, AMD and blue for Intel so it's it's everything from the horrible days of Intel UHD graphics performance yeah four fifteen right that's that's how bad it was back then all the way up to an RTX thirty eighty Ti with one hundred and seventy watt five watt TGP clearly you play games you want discrete graphics but Look at where integrated graphics is. The Radeon 6900HS with Radeon 680M, it is faster than the original KB Lake G laptop that Intel made with basically combined a quad-core KB Lake with Radeon, you know, semi-Vega graphics or whatever yeah. you want to call it. So it was the Radeon RX Vega MGL, which is lower watt part, but look. Our Radeon 680 is faster than that in in a synthetic benchmark, yes. So I bet the Radeon RX Vega MGL will actually outperform it in real life, in real games. But that's integrated graphics versus you know, wild, wild. And then and again, you're seeing XC right right behind that uh, KB Lake G part. So we are just in an awesome age for integrated graphics. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a, a, a good question from a uh, friend of the show, Peter Jansen. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it was uh, from New Tech. Said, uh, so we were looking in the near future, a graphics card battle between IGP, APUs, Discrete. Uh, who do you think has a more long-lasting footprint on the PC? Um, well, I mean, depends on what your view of the future is. In the, in the five next five years, it'll still be all about Discrete. I my I still think though that it's going to be really hard for Intel and AMD to resist. We control both. We're going to make ourselves better. Nvidia is going to be in a really tough spot. As I mean, ten years from now, 
you know, you can never count NVIDIA out because they will just drop a bomb on your head with super fast discrete cards, but they are very much sort of caught between these these two companies that have CPUs and GPUs, and they don't have that. Um, the nice thing is, you know, Lisa Sue has said many times they, they respect the openness of the PC, so they don't want to overly make something. Like, they would never intend to lock out. In fact, Intel... They would never do it because they're sort of like they, they're not they're not even allowed to ever lock out Nvidia. But I'm going to tell you, you control the keys to both kingdoms. You are going to find ways to make your stuff shine. So I, I think it's tough for Nvidia, which speaks like to smart discrete. access memory. Smart like access the PCIe memory. rebar thing started off with smart access memory, and smart access memory is still way better than the Intel and Nvidia solution. Right. So yeah, uh, long term, I sort of see. Discrete never going away, but is it possible you get a combination of discrete and, you know, whatever's, whatever graphics functions are built into the CPU or whatever subsystem is built into the motherboard that accelerates it. So, but discrete will always be there. Yeah, of course. I, I wouldn't be surprised if affordable discrete graphics go away within a few years. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see very many more sub $200 discrete graphics outside of ones that are very basic and intended for like workstations that need more display outputs. GT710? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So. And I sort of, the good thing though is, you know, like right now, if you're looking at it and you're going like, wow, you're sort of seeing that Radeon 680M is basically. Performance is similar to very low clocked 3060 laptops. Not quite there, but it's it's getting in the neighborhood. Uh, and as you go to lower end parts, 1650 Max Q mm, is pretty close. It's looking over his shoulder. You know, the, I, you would imagine like, oh my god, it's the end of sort of that that class of graphics. Six, you know, like look at those MX, but those MX parts are fast. They're slower than basically uh, Iris. Iris XE and slower than Radeon 680M. Do you think, if you really think NVIDIA is going to stand still and just simply let that sort of entry budget category go over to AMD and Intel integrated graphics, I can sell you a bridge in Brooklyn. And it's pretty cheap because they're not going to do it. And I would fully expect that NVIDIA is going to like, they're going to drop a ball on them because that's, they've always done that in the past. And frankly, that's good for everybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and if you think about it, you know, once again, we talk about the definition of integrated, but if you think about it, consoles, you know, the, the things like the Steam Deck, laptops, you know, the, the, those make the world go around in a, in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah they do. Uh, anyway, let, let's get to uh, a, a couple questions. Uh, yeah, let me uh, let me switch over to the thing here. A couple questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, a serious one and then a not so serious one. The serious one is from VC Jester over on Discord. Uh, it says, how do you feel about proprietary RAM modules in laptops? Still upgradable, but you have to purchase it from the company that made the laptop. I think, you know, that's that's based on a leak. Um, I think it depends on why it's being done. If it's being done to Packard Bell people into fixed modules because we want to charge you more, clearly people would not like that. If it's being done for technical limitations to improve things for everyone that's different and let's i'm going to remind everybody the opposite of making a proprietary memory module that you can only buy memory modules if that is the case from that company uh versus having the memory welded to the motherboard what's better 
Let me ask you that. So that's the reverse question is, would I rather have memory permanently soldered to the motherboard, which we're seeing in a lot of very, very thin profile motherboards because you got to lower the Z height and sodiums are very thick and they take up yep. a ton of space. <clears throat> which would you rather have soldered memory or at least an option to upgrade to a proprietary? We don't really know what the reasons are for that. Hopefully we'll find out, but let me ask you that. So. You riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> well, a lot of people buy Apple laptops. And yeah, no, and there's, I mean, they've, they've ruined always, it. Well, but they've always used LP, and there's reasons for LP yeah. over sodiums. Uh, actually, we, we did get one more serious question in, uh, the, that I want to address. Uh, Z530 asks, uh, with Intel going uh, with dedicated GPUs, uh, will that translate to an improvement in their iGP as well, do you think? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be carry over there. Like, we're seeing that with uh, RDNA 2 right now, right? So you would expect to see the same thing once Intel gets rocking and rolling. Yeah, I would hope so. I, I can't imagine that the answer would be no. Like, hey, let's go back to sleeping for 10 years again on graphics. I don't think Hopefully. that's what you're going to see, Hopefully. frankly. I, don't, I do not think that's going to happen. All right. Uh, one, one more uh, fun one from uh, Great Mighty Daddy over on Discord. <laughs> so which do you think we would see first? In and inside a box of Crayola crayons, Intel Blue, AMD Red, or Nvidia Green. Which company would do it first? Huh. I that feels like it would be. Uh, I would. I would say Intel. Don't you think? Yeah. That feels like an yeah, Intel branding thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like that takes a lot of money. I don't think Nvidia would would do that. Although that would be a pretty cool like nerd Crayola. Are they doing that? Like the crazy, you know, actually what I could see, Google though, nerd Crayola. not even like the Crayola, the Crayolas, I, I could expect like, hey, Lay's Ruffle, Alder Lake edition, right? <laughs> oh, what's it? It's got the taste of, you know, Alder Lake or something, because, you know, clearly Frito-Lay's or whoever makes those things like, well, we'll take anybody's ideas. You know what? I I, I, would, I would try that, though. Come on. When you that. see like, because you've got basketball, you got all these like uh, taste of Coke can aluminum and battery acid flavor. Don't take anything. I could see like, yeah, I I would buy. Wouldn't you buy Ruffles 12th oh. Gen Alder Lake? I would. I they would they just came out with those uh, blue hot Takis. <laughs> well, actually, wait, 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 check this out. In the bag, you get some big, big chips and some little chips. 12th gen oh yeah. my god that's it, it yes makes sense. and it's done at the factory and that, you know like cause like some they come in there in the full size and then as it's delivered and the, the driver smashes it it makes the little chips <laughs> oh I, I like that uh yeah anyway uh no i i i searched for nerd crayola i didn't really see anything nothing nothing good uh but though you know if nvidia did it i would see they would just want their whole box green you just open it's just <laughs> one box of crayola and you open it up and it's just all nvidia green you know what they need to do is push out a update for uh geforce experience that goes in and, and takes over all your rg ARGB controllers uh -huh. and your turns everything green. We <laughs> fixed it for you. Oh man! Uh, but you got to sign into that GeForce was... Experience to disable it. Yes. What was it? Was it the GTX 10 series, the Founders Edition cards? Uh, they came with the green light, but you could actually like install a program. It was actually an RGB light. They just wouldn't let you do it with the uh, native software. You oh, had to install extra software to unlock the RGB. Uh, that's funny. They can't do red or blue now. Because before you could do blue because they didn't really play in graphics. But now with Intel, it feels like green only. Oh, Mr. 7-Digit says, don't forget your thermal paste dip. 
Oh, oh my yeah, God! That go. would be it. You'd oh, be man. We got an idea here, man. Twelfth. I just we need to work in marketing oh, at Frito Lay. Is that who makes sense? <laughs> we need to. We need to get sponsored by Frito. Twenty twenty three is the year we get sponsored by Frito Lay. That's that's the one. That's what I'm going for. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's get us out of here, Gordon. <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm definitely hungry. Check back next week for your Fix the PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you're on one of those services, please leave a review. Every time you do, they make a nerd-flavored Pringle flavor. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. God, have you even checked that email lately? I, don't, I, don't I think know. Elena checks it. Oh, uh-oh. It looks like, yeah, I think people are sending us faxes there now. <laughs> I don't check it. <laughs> we should check it. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon. I'm with Brad Charkas. Adios, y'all. Send us some emails. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the all switch. It's true. Uh, hey, the the box didn't break. So far, so good. Uh, yay. I'll, I'll count that as a win. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Uh, oh, uh, non-flying Finn says NVIDIA should make absinthe. There you go. I'd drink it. Yes. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye.